Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I am Luke. And I'm Tim. And welcome into another one of our off-season preview series, whipping around all 32 NFL teams ahead of free agency. And today we are continuing our strides through the AFC North and visiting Cleveland. Some call it the mistake by the lake, some uncharitable souls. Uh, But we'll be visiting the Browns and talking about their season that was and the season that is yet to come and what they can look forward to in 2023 and it's off season just ahead. As always, we encourage you to follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod if you're listening to this. And you can email us halfyardlinepod at gmail.com as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a rating and a review, tell some friends, tell some enemies, and uh, spread the good word as we try and add as many people as possible to the Half Yard Line gang. Um, Tim, AFC North, your favorite division one of your favorite teams the cleveland browns we're talking about today who find themselves i think the technical term is a pickle uh in a pickle this off season i think uh what are your thoughts about cleveland and the season that just was and what is coming up for them cleveland you call it the mistake by the lake you can call it the worst franchise in the nfl you can call it a terrible city with a terrible team with terrible fans you can call it a team with a terrible name and a terrible logo. I mean, you can go on and on and on about how many ways I mean, this team's I just, terrible. I just want it to be absolutely clear that I was saying some uncharitable people do call it the mistake by the lake. I was not doing that. And if you are a Browns fan listening to this, I don't hate the Browns as much as Tim does. So I'll try and be more positive. No, I really hate the Ravens who are the real Browns. These new imposter Browns have never done much to be hateable for. And what did they do last season, Tim? Uh, well, last season they went seven and 10. Last in the AFC North, seven and ten, actually a pretty good record for the Cleveland Browns. A you know banner member of the downtrodden franchise index here on the half yard line. We love the Browns, we love the Jags, we love the Lions, we love the terrible football teams of the NFL, and appreciate the Browns' continued residency in the downtrodden franchise index, which is almost certain to continue. Um, obviously, the big pickup last offseason was Deshaun Watson. Uh, who we will suffice it to say had some off-the-field challenges in his career ending in Houston, among other things. He was suspended for the first 11 weeks, 11 games of the season. Interesting deal. He worked out with the NFL. If he'd suspended 12 games, he wouldn't get credit for an accrued season. So went with 11 instead of 12. Um, solid move there by the NFL. Started 4-7 and seven with Jacoby Brissett behind center. Finished 3-3. Three and three. Now, those three wins were against the Texans, the Lamarless Baltimore Ravens, and the Bad Piggies of Washington. So, not sure how much credit you get for those three wins, but they did get three of them. Finished 500 with their new starting quarterback, who they are paying something like $7 billion guaranteed for the next five years. Estimated. Tough year for the Browns in some ways, uh, but, you know, for a team who went. 1-15, promised they would never do that again and followed up by going 0-16. 7-10 is not the end of the world. Yeah, I, I think especially in light of the fact that, as you say, they've hitched their wagon for better or worse to Deshaun Watson and then you didn't have him play for the first What's the two better of the season. What's the better? What is the better? What could be better? How does this end I, well? It's a, it's a fair question to ask, but it's certainly the position they find themselves in. I mean, not a terrible record, as you mentioned, for a team that kind of had to find its way through Jacoby Brissett, played pretty well uh, in patches. I think he showed kind of what he is, which is he can give you some good games, but he can't be relied upon to be a full-time starter. Three and three when Watson came in. I mean, 
Watson really did not look very good, I think is the main headline I took away from last offseason. The guy hadn't played football in something like two years, looked extremely rusty, only threw seven touchdown passes in six games, was a less than 60% completion passer. I mean, it's hard to take any other headline away from the Browns in 2022 other than you sold the store for Deshaun Watson and then he didn't look particularly good. He didn't look that much better than Jacoby Brissett. So really their plans going forward are going to revolve around how he plays. And like I say, if that goes well, then it works for them. If it doesn't go well, they are pretty much uh, screwed, I think is the official term I'm going to use there. Well, what I will say is they were so bad this year, Jimmy Haslam has decided to buy the Milwaukee Bucks to distract himself from the disaster of a franchise that he owns in the NFL. Um, Looking towards the 2023 offseason, the Deshaun Watson contract looms large. The Browns are 13 million over the cap, 13 to 15 million, depending on which calculator you prefer. That's despite rolling over $30 million they didn't spend last year. That's right. They have 30 million more than the average team this year, and they're still 15 million over that. They're also $10 million over next year's projected cap. They have $110 million due to Watson, Garrett, and Cooper. Certainly, two out of three of those good players last year. That's a tough spot to be in. And you could say, well, Tim, you can restructure these deals. And you can. Watson's deal, as a matter of fact, you could do a major restructure and save yourself $30 million. But that comes at a high cost because then his cap cap for next year and each of the three years thereafter is $66 million. And you'd find yourself $30 million over the cap next year. I would note that today they announced John Johnson will be cut as soon as the new league year starts. So saving $9 million on the cap, still $4 million over the cap after that cut. More work to do for the Browns. They're in a tough spot this year. They're in a tough spot next year. And anything they do to fix this year is almost certainly going to make their next year more challenging. I would note the Cleveland Browns do have a fair amount of draft capital. They have their own second. They have their own fourth their own fifth, sixth, and seventh. They also have a fourth they acquired from Minnesota. They have a fifth they acquired from the Los Angeles Rams and a compensatory third-round pick that they picked up uh, uh, with some free agent exits last offseason. As far as their biggest areas of need, defense, the defensive side of the ball, they didn't allow a ton of points last year. They didn't make teams score very many to beat them. Um, is, Is worth noting, there was certainly a fair amount of garbage time in their season um, defensive tackle is a big hole. They don't have a name on the roster that you're worried about losing because they don't have one on the roster to lose. Uh, you know, Perry and Winfrey, Taven, Bryan, Jordan, Elliott, their names. I've, I just, even as a fan of the AFC North, I'm going, huh? They, I, who plays tackle for the Browns? I don't know. Edge rusher is going to be a problem for them. Javian Clowney, obviously not coming back given some of the nonsense that happened at the end of the year with him. Um, Alex Wright was sort of thrown to the wolves there at that spot. Uh, So challenges at edge rusher. So the whole defensive line is a problem. You've got challenges in the linebacker. I mean, you've got JOK, who is great. So they have a a piece there, but you've got uh, Anthony Walker Jr., free agent, Taki Taki, is going to be not playing football in for a, for a while anyway, given his injury till late fall, or early winter next year. You've got Deion Jones, who's a free agent. They got 
linebacker challenges out the wazoo, and I think you could add safety to the list. So just call it the whole defense, and then for good measure, we'll add wide receiver. Do you have any other <laughs> any other holes? <laughs> yeah, you didn't leave me a lot to work with there, Tim. I mean, you pretty much named every position that a football team has. But uh, I think we talked a little bit in the Ravens preview podcast which if you haven't listened to please do do go check that one out about teams that do a good job of restocking talent kind of ahead of time and we'll talk about it with the eagles when we get there too these are teams which are always forward thinking um have picks in place and use those picks on players for guys who are going to become free agents or they think might be cut candidates in the future the issue with the watson trade is that last year the browns didn't have a first round pick and they didn't have a second round pick okay they had three thirds but you deprive yourself of the chance to acquire quality players and give them the year to kind of step into the role that's going to be vacated by a departing free agent or player. You mentioned Alex Wright, who they drafted from UAB as an edge rusher. They hope he can grow into the JV and Clowney role, but agreed outside of Miles Garrett, you're not circling anyone on the roster as far as pass rush, pass rush is concerned. You mentioned Perry and Winfrey, who they drafted in the fourth round. Some questions about how much of a factor he can be going forward and the rest of it it's kind of guys who didn't contribute that much in their rookie years so as you look ahead to the holes I would agree I think defense has to be the focus offense there's a very limited amount I think you could even do because you're giving so much money to Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb who they gave a a contract extension to as well you're kind of hitched to that triplets if you will as far as holes defense I think is the main one the one thing you didn't mention is backup running back this is a team which has been very very strong running the ball kareem hunt has been the running back backup running back for the last couple of years he's a free agent i don't think he'll end up coming back i imagine that's a draft position that they'll that uh, sorry i imagine that's a position they'll look to address in the draft obviously chubb is fantastic but you need a guy to spell him make sure that you don't completely uh run him into the ground although you hope as watson improves that the uh associated passing offense also comes to the fore they use a lot of multi-tight end sets so they gave Njoku the contract extension they've got Harrison Bryant in place so I think wide receiver you could potentially add another piece I wouldn't say it's a huge screaming area of need and they hope David Bell takes a step in year two as well like I mentioned one of the guys they picked up last year so I agree I think defense has to be the priority they were kind of middle of the pack on offense and defense but they were bottom 10 in rush defense last year so I think defensive tackle maybe inside linebacker positions you can look to shore up and stouten up in the middle of the field especially the AFC North which outside the Bengals is a bit more of a rough and rugged ride uh, most years so we talked about the free agents you know Kareem Hunt Jadavian Clowney Jacoby Brissett on that list as well Um, you know you're gonna need a backup quarterback They've run a lot of quarterbacks out of town the last couple of years. They're going to need to either bring one in or keep one. Um, Anthony Walker Jr. at the linebacker spot, huge free agent for them. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's got him on their top five free agents list of the year, but making meaningful contributions to the team. Chase Vinovich or Winovich, um, you've got, I mean, there's a list of guys that are big pieces that they don't have the money to keep bringing back and in fact they need to go make some money to to bring anybody back and we'll talk a little bit about the guys are going to cut in a minute but the list of free agents here long and meaningful yeah for sure um i think as they look to go forward it's going to be important to find value in the free agency market and hit well in the draft because as you mentioned they've got not much to work with in the dollars and cents department no i think that's right and if you look at the <laughs> they're going to have to make some space. So you got to look at who are they going to cut to make some space. We talked about restructuring. They can restructure. 
that just kicks purgatory down the road a little bit. I've heard from plenty of of smart people in football. Ah, the cap doesn't matter. You'll figure it out. You figure it out next year. It's going to go up a bunch. TV deal, blah, 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 blah. That's entirely possible. But when you're over this year, you're already over next year. Every year you got guys rolling off. You got to replace. They're going to cost something. At some point that comes to get you. So you're going to have to cut somebody. We already talked about John Johnson. Excuse me. John Johnson out the door. Harrison Bryant, um, tight end that you mentioned, would save them $3 million if they were to cut him this year. I think given the amount of money they committed to Njoku, can they continue to have anybody other than veteran minimum at that position? Tight end is a big position for them in this offense. So maybe you keep him around, but if you do, you got to cut somebody else. You've got Jakeem Grant Sr., um, you know, he saves you $3 million. The problem with having so much of your cap tied up in so few players is the guys you can cut are really small. Like, all right, so you got $3 million from Harrison Bryant. You got $3 million from Jakeem Grant. You got Joe Haig. That's $2.5 million. You got Jordan Elliott's a couple million. Like, there's nobody on this team you can cut except for guys who are already on the way out the door. I mean, you know... People are talking about how they're going to bring Kareem Hunt back. They're not going to bring Kareem Hunt back. They can't possibly bring Kareem Hunt back. He's going to be somebody's featured runner next year. The cheap, beneficial running game that the Browns have been able to have going for the last couple of years is over. You know, they're losing some offensive line play. They're losing some, they're losing two tackles, Michael Dunn and Chris Hubbard. We even talk about them and their depth pieces at the end of the day, but that stuff matters. Losing a center, too, I think is big. Yeah. Oh, fair point. I didn't even think about that. So a lot of, of work to do here. Not a whole lot of people they can cut. Did you see anybody else out there on the cut list that maybe I've missed, Luke, that's going to make it work for them? No, and I think you make a, a very salient point around when you, the, the the other half of the paying guy, small number of guys a big number is you haven't got any room to cut people. I mean, the, the one thing they could do to create some cap room, Tim, if they wanted, maybe is a cut to Sean Watson and a dead cap hit of only $220 million. So maybe that's something they'll, <laughs> they'll look to do. I wonder. So it's funny. What would the NFL do? If they so let's let's assume for a minute, I don't know. I know this is gonna be crazy, Luke. Could never happen, but Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. has some off the field issue and the Browns decide to cut him despite guaranteeing his entire contract. Yeah. Um what would I mean the, the Deshaun Watson's dead cap money would put them over the cap without signing a single additional player. Yeah, I mean it's it's totally impossibility. I mean, they've got absolutely no means out of that contract we did a little mini podcast during the season about these quarterback contracts of last off season and how they may come back to haunt and the watson one looms the largest just because of the fully guaranteed nature um i can't the see any cooper other- deal is no good either yeah I, cooper i've heard maybe some rumblings about trade but then to your point you're creating a hole and who do you fill it with um they've seemed with to no me money to have, yeah and they seem to me to have said we're hitching our wagon to our guys quote unquote i'll call them that you know That's watson right. garrett cooper uh nick chubb and Joku, Denzel Ward, Conklin, and said, right, we're going to roll with these guys and see see how it goes. And then if in a few years we need to blow it up, then we'll blow it up. But that's certainly the direction of travel for this uh, Browns franchise going into 2023. And to be honest, 2024 as well. Well, you know, hey, if there's anything the Browns are good at, it's blowing it up. So listen, I know we got lots of Browns fans <laughs> in the they're listenership. Not, they're not that good at it because they do, they do it every three years. So they have done for about 20. So they, they're not particularly no, good. No, no, they're good at blowing it up. They're not going to put it back together. That's fair. Appreciate the Browns fans listenership out there. Not to give you guys a hard time. I know Browns fans. Browns fans love this kind of content because they know their team is terrible. They know their ownership is terrible. They know their front office is terrible. They hope it gets better. 
the inevitable hope of an NFL franchise, win the offseason Browns. You guys can have every offseason trophy you want. That's going to wrap it up for our Cleveland Browns coverage. More power, luck, and hope to the Browns faithful. Appreciate you. Come back. Catch us on the next 2023 offseason preview that you choose to listen to in the order that you prefer. Follow us on the socials, Half Yard Line Pod, halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Follow us on the podcast app of your choice. Rate, like, review, follow, all those good things. Help us grow the followership here at Half Yard Line. That's going to do it for us. Ciao. Peace out.